As the Lord Mayor pointed out in his press conference earlier this morning, weather in Queensland can change on a dime. So uh, it's important for us to all be prepared regardless, and that's what I mean. Uh, in 2022, none of us thought we were going to see the, the levels that we saw then in February, but um, you just got to be prepared for it. That's why I've called in an expert, Adam Berry. He's the Director of Synergy Solutions and a flood risk management specialist. Uh, have you got any clear idea on, on what's going to happen around southeast Queensland and indeed right throughout uh, Queensland this weekend, Adam, in terms of the weather and, and what we'll get from this system? Uh, thanks, Bill, for having me on and, and your listeners. Um, good morning. Good, uh, good morning. Look, I, in, in all honesty, Bill, it's 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 um, me being in a space. I'm in this a lot, um, being a lot over this over a lot of flood events. Um, it, it is a, it is a bit of a mystery, I, I guess. Um, you know, the experts are, are trying to do the best they can to figure it out. But I guess what we need to realise it is a tropical cyclone and it, it can do wild things and swing all over. And like you said there, Bill, it's from yesterday, I was looking at, you know, potential tracking towards the southeast coast. Now we're looking inland. I think um, we just have to acknowledge that it is um, it is a cyclone. It, it can do anything and we've just got to uh, keep an eye on, on, on where it's going to go and keep keep invested on those updates as to, where it'll land and where it'll stay, I guess. Is this, uh, this this one seems to be harder to track or for forecasters to pinpoint than than others, though? Um, is there any reason for that, or is that am I reading that correctly? Yeah, I, I think so. I think um, it's all there's a, a lot of a lot of obvious modelling, um, Australian modelling, international modelling that goes into it. So yeah, yeah, definitely, it's 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 varying every every few hours. Um, the complexity of the weather are definitely not something of my skill set, Bill. But um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's 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 it is a it is a, a maze to to work through it, and and there's not there hasn't been a lot of um I guess alignment of those multiple models over over the last few days. So, yeah, it, from from looking at it from a modelling point of view, it's it, it's definitely highly variable, and I, I couldn't personally pinpoint it on why it's doing that. Um, definitely the, the folks at the Bureau would have a better understanding than I would. Mm. How do we protect ourselves now in case we do get a bit of rain uh, and then we do get a, a heavy, heavy continuous downpours as we got in 2022 if things do swing around? Yeah, I mean it's a it's a, a context discussion about what we can do long term, and I guess in the short term, Bill, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's definitely, as your listeners were saying, there's um, there's definitely some learnings from from past flood events, um, twenty twenty two, twenty eleven, nineteen seventy four, eighteen ninety three, which was mentioned there as well. Um, I guess we can't rest on our laurels that this type of event will look the same as those um, we've seen Jasper and the flooding in Lismore in twenty twenty two. Those those type of flood magnitudes are, are well above what we experienced in the likes of 2011. So we need to kind of look past of what, what we've seen before and look forward to, hey, we, we could be experiencing much higher magnitude flood events that are widespread and, and much more damaging. So we sort of long-term need to prepare for that. I guess, and there's a raft of measures um, that you can go through about what, what you can do, I guess, Bill. Um, in the short term, though, I guess... Um, uh, with what we've got, um, it's a, again, it's a matter of keeping on those warnings. It's the community getting into, um, you know, the local council's flooding portals to have an understanding of if they're at risk in those areas. Um, yeah. Keeping an eye on, on the flood gauges and things like that. Um, there's definitely some work that we could do in some of those spaces, Bill. I think um, going forward to improve that, and I'd be happy to happy to delve into that if we've got the time. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Yeah, I think I think. Um, I, I think 
there's some in floodplain management. There's some a range of measures, and it's not all about a, a silver bullet. So we've got some obvious ones like structural flood mitigation, building more dams, um, building more levees. And I think just on that note, we are so fortunate to have Wyvano Dam, regardless of what people think about it. Um, without that dam in place, um, Brisbane and Ipswich and all the surrounding suburbs would be in so much more trouble than what we were in 2011 and 2022. So we're very fortunate to have that. I don't think we'll see replications of those type of scales of investments anymore. Um, yeah, do, have, have we really learned anything from the, all the flood events? And are we, are we not better insulated against it? Can, is it possible to do that? Mitigate it against it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think, um, like I said, the, the big structural projects, the more dams and levees, I don't think we'll see many of them going forward. But there's other measures like, you know, land use planning, um, you know, balancing where we do development. And obviously that's a really controversial thing at the moment with the pressure on um, you know, housing and but we need to get together and make sure we're not putting people and new people in peril, I guess. There's some of the buybacks that have been happening. So yeah. there's a billion dollars there in buybacks. Again, that funding's not going to be limit limitless and it's very expensive. But we're making oh, there's always bad news I guess in what we're doing, but there's really good news in what we have done in some of some of those spaces. I think um I think the areas where we're probably lacking Bill and what I've noticed I guess spending time on the ground, you know, I've interviewed a couple hundred residents in Lismore and things like that. The things that really stand out to me are probably in the flood warning systems and how that information's communicated effectively to the public. I don't think we're doing that well. Um, and then the links to probably from what I've seen, uh, the community not really aware of what their flood risk is for one, and then secondly, what they need to do. So I personally think it's a shared responsibility between uh, government and decision makers and the public to take a little bit of responsibility for themselves, but they need that information from the agencies to be able to do that. So I think there's a real gap there, Bill, that I think is a really cost-effective way to reduce the impact of flooding. I'd really love to see more conversations like this with mm. you and your listeners and in detail, I think, around, you know, educating the, getting community champions, educating the public around what their flood risk is and what they can actually do mm. during an event. We really need more of that. Is it possible to flood-proof a river city or is that just something that could never happen? It's just something we're going to have to live with. Like you talked about yeah. these big infrastructure projects. Is there ever any mitigation that you could build and have in place that would prevent floods of the magnitude that we've seen from 74, 11 and 22? Fantastic question, mate. I get that I said it. The answer is no and the, the reason for that is there's, there's a limit. If you look at a flood levy, there's really a limit to, to what you can build that levy and you saw it in Lismore where you know, the levy is there and the, the community becomes really reliant on that levy and when it's breached, um, you know, you get all sorts of issues with people not being able to get out and it's a bit of a surprise and things like that. So you definitely, and as I was saying before, if we get these sort of magnitude events that we're seeing from Cyclone Jasper and what happened in Lismore, if we put that on to Brisbane, um, we're well well above sort of those 2011 and even 1893 type mm. magnitude events and there's no, there's no structural solution in the city that, that could resolve that type of flooding. So... There's certain elements that we can build to, to a type of flood frequency that can cater for that. But above that, it becomes, um, like I said there, more around the warning, the systems, um, you know, the education. And probably some of the other stuff is that I didn't mention was, uh, you know, building back better using properly resilient building material. That I still don't know why that doesn't happen, where, you know, a house gets flooded, we should be 
you know, not putting carpet down, putting tiles down, having, you know, not using deep rock, all, all that sort of thing. That that really needs to happen. Building back a bit smarter. So it's it's more, yeah, more resilient. You're right. Yeah. Because it's, uh, it's expensive um, to have to keep ripping up carpets and then ripping up walls and redoing things. Yeah, absolutely. I think we just need to think a bit smarter about what we've got. And like I said, there's some really cost-effective things that we could do in improving not just the tech that we've got in flood warning, because there is a lot of tech there that needs to get out. Um, you know, the councils do a good job and some of that information just doesn't get out because I think there's a gap between what the community is expecting, what their knowledge is. So we just need to tie those links a little bit better and invest in that space. And it's not, you compare investing in that space to, you know, building a new dam, um, it's much cheaper. We can do it much quicker, much more effectively. And I think that's where the real wins are, I think, at the moment, Bill. Mm. All right. Fascinating to talk with you. Thanks for your time, Adam. No drama at all. Thank you. There we go. Uh, he's a Synergy Solutions Flood Risk Management Specialist, Adam Berry, with uh, his thoughts on we can't flood-proof Brisbane, but we can get a bit smarter with it when we do have to deal with uh, these big floods that come. And let's hope we don't have any to deal with over the Australia Day long weekend and beyond with uh, Cyclone Kiralee set to be declared at some stage today and hit the coast up near up near air uh, at some time over the next couple of days.